0: Changing Reels, a podcast that aims to change the conversation on diversity and representation in cinema one reel at a time. My name is Courtney Small. I write about film for several publications including That Shelf and Cinema Access to name a few. I'm also the co-host of the podcast Frameline. Today I'm joined by freelance film critic Sean Patrick Kelly. Sean is the founder of skonmovies.com where he shares thoughts on film from an Aspergian perspective. He also has written for various publications including Toronto Film Scene. Sean is also a filmmaker whose short film Itch premiered at. At the Blood in the Snow Film Festival. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Excellent. I'm glad that you're here. Our main film today is a 2009 film, Adam, by director Max Mayer. The film tells the tale of Adam, a young man living with Asperger's Syndrome who meets and strikes up a relationship with his new neighbor, Beth. Sean, do you want to kick us off on this discussion? What did you think of the film? Do you want to share a few brief thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, this was actually uh, my first time uh, seeing Adam since it came out in 2009. I saw it when it was released that it was at the varsity well i was interestingly really attracted to the film because it was uh, marketed on the fact that this man has asperger's and it's an obstacle in his relationship he develops with his neighbor who's um, played by uh, rose byrne for
0: me this was actually my first time watching the film I hearing about it when it came out I, i'll admit the the initial trailer didn't quite grab me even though i thought the subject matter seemed interesting but i was pleasantly taken by this film and we can dive into it a bit more but since you first saw this back in 2009 do you feel that much has changed in regards to how asperger's is portrayed in film
1: not really i think my general rule of thumb is the uh more mainstream the film the um, less respect asperger is going to get
0: that's a that's a very interesting point i watched this film with my wife who is a teacher but she deals specifically with students that have special needs so she deals with people on various aspects of the spectrum and i guess similar to you she had a very critical eye when watching this film and her guard was up at a few scenes but overall she enjoyed it and iterated this Similar thing to you about how she, she has problems now watching films that deal with Asperger's or autism because she doesn't feel that they they do it adequate justice. So do you want to talk about a few of the, I guess, common flaws that cinema has had? And I know prior to our conversation, you sent me a really interesting link of this piece that you had cut and, and put up on Vimeo, and I'll include that link in our show notes that was showing various aspects of Asperger's being portrayed in cinema and on television so maybe talk about a few of the things that film and tv get wrong when it comes to asperger's
1: i think uh, the starting off point would be the very tagline of adam it's a story about two strangers one a little stranger than the other mm-hmm. so pretty much i think the um, stereotype of people with asperger's is that they're odd
0: i've also noticed and your your clip reel remind me of that too is it's not just that they're odd but the oddity needs to be used for a specific thing so, you know, you had some examples where they're used to, to solve crime, like they're better at solving crime because they focus on a particular thing. Or in the case of, say, Big Bang Theory or Community, their their oddity is a, is a source of humor.
1: And when like in Adam, he's like obsessed with space.
0: So with Adam, even though he's obsessed with space and that's his thing, do you feel that there's aspects of the portrayal that they get right
1: oh there's plenty that they get right
0: and what are a few of the things that you you think that they get right i mean we can probably compare what they get right and what they get wrong within adam specifically
1: so not being comfortable in crowds is definitely a big thing and well i think generally like i've experienced it myself where adam sometimes says things without really thinking you're gonna get over like the initial awkward moment the third of the way through the film where he Says, were you sexually attracted? Because I was.
0: Beth makes a point later on where she's talking about not being able to know what he's thinking. And it, it kind of parallels what Adam says earlier about I sometimes forget that people don't necessarily view things the same way that I view it, right? Which causes a lot of that awkward. Tension in the film.
1: Well, I think a general uh, stereotype or slash confusion with Aspergers is that I think some confuse the symptoms of Aspergers with that of um, antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. So people with Aspergers aren't necessarily sociopaths. So they so they do experience feelings. L- Let's
0: dive into that a bit more because I think one of the things I liked about this film was that we get to see Adam for the most part live a rather normal life, and I and I like that his relationship with beth even though they have its challenges still presented like most normal couples are presented in romantic films and romantic comedies you know they go out to social events even though he might feel awkward they have a healthy romantic and sexual life which thinking back to a lot of the films that i've seen where they talk about because they don't really delve into that aspect and again to your point they make it seem like the, the person is odd and strange. So being odd and strange means that they can't have sex or can't have healthy relationships.
1: Social interactions in general is a big challenge of people with fast burgers. So like me, I never was in a relationship until I was in my early 30s.
0: <laughs> do you find that that poor trail in this film then, do you find
1: it was accurate? It was generally accurate. I'm not so sure about like the big um, conflict late in the film where Adam has come to see Beth as more more of an alternate parent than a true partner.
0: Yes, I had issues with that as well, because to me, it it felt a little out of character with everything that we had seen up to that point. I felt that he was still able to exist in the world and, you know, didn't really need her as a codependent. But I think that they added that in just to create drama for for drama's sake. But I might be off on that.
1: Well, I do like the kind of like general realism that the relationship ultimately doesn't really last. And
0: did you find that how they both handle aspects of the relationship felt felt true and honest. Like we, We've mentioned about how people with Asperger's don't necessarily feel comfortable in social situations, but also maybe how Beth is portrayed in her interpretation of what Asperger's is. Because at one point when she's talking to her fellow teachers, she's trying to get a little more information on what Asperger's is, but then she also, from that advice, comes up with the assumption that Adam's not relationship material, almost kind of talking herself out of it, even though she eventually reverts that thought and, and tries to make a Go of it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that scene because the um, other teacher, who I think is actually one of the heads of the school, emphasizes that it is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Autistic equals, I don't know, well, to use a the phrase, retarded.
0: Yeah, a phrase I don't, don't like using, but I completely get what you mean for that aspect. So what are some of the other things that you you liked about it that you thought got right?
1: It's definitely Adam's uh, fear of change. So when he's pretty much all but forced to uh, move out of his House.
0: Yeah, and in the, the big struggle it, it causes, even with him trying to to get a job, there's you see a lot of repetition in terms of him trying to get the I guess the interview prep just right
1: yeah that, oh that was a hard to watch scene when Adam was just casually fired yes because I think like the boss was like trying to be respectful but was also
0: not it, and it was interesting because I felt that his firing was the opposite to what we usually anticipate from people being fired for it was you know he was good at his job It was, but it was almost like he was too good and the fact that he was perfecting Every chip for every toy didn't meet their. We just want it quick and dirty mentality. And you and you keep thinking, well, this you know, Adam's actually helping your product. He's going to probably help you sell even more toys, but because he's not the the mindless machine.
1: Well, from what I gathered is that they wanted to hire someone
0: cheaper. Oh, really? Okay.
1: Or, or something in the
0: dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, that could also be true because he, he was clearly the, the smartest guy in the room at that, at that corporation. But yeah, that was a, it was a tough scene because then right after he gets fired, you have that interaction with the police.
1: Oh, that, that was, uh, that's kind of going over the line a bit. I don't, I don't know what it's like in the States, but I hope in Canada that they don't arrest someone for simply standing in front of a school.
0: Yeah. And he wasn't even there that long. You know, it, it would be one thing if he was loitering all day, but he literally got there stopped and then the cops showed up. So whoever spotted him essentially called the cops the minute he stopped walking. So that, that part felt a little out of place, but I guess they want to emphasize how, you know, even when it comes to law enforcement, no one has proper training to realize that there's various facets to people and that, you know, they might encounter people who are on the spectrum.
1: And yes, um, people on the spectrum would have problem with conflict.
0: Yep, that that is true. And it was also, it was really embarrassing for him too, because Beth vouches that she knows who he is and they immediately let him go and then he's kind of exposed for for lack of a better word that you know this this thing has happened to him and he wasn't even able to have the chance to plead his case or what have you and you know they had to take someone else's word before they even considered him as a as an actual person mm-hmm. yeah so it was a very interesting aspect with this film since we're talking about embarrassment and also job, I found it kind of interesting how they parallel his rise in terms of being a little more self-efficient, going for interviews with the fall of her parents.
1: Or specifically Peter Gallagher's character. Yeah,
0: Peter, her, her dad, played by Peter Gallagher. What did you feel about that whole subplot
1: you can kind of like see through the course of the film that beth has great admiration for her dad but it actually slowly moves towards more adam mm-hmm. so like i think um, she was talking about writing her children's book and i think initially she was wanting to base the characters on her parents but she ultimately ends up basing the them on adam
0: yeah it's it's almost like adam is more the the ideal human in terms of his heart his intelligence than her father who clearly only cares about power and and you know money
1: and uh, he wants her to marry someone she could look up to
0: i knew that was going to come to a head early on when he kept kind of pushing i know you don't like this guy but he's an investment banker what have you so when you find out that the father has cheated on best mothers which I got the impression that Best Mother knew but didn't really want to address but It came as a blindside to to Beth. I wasn't really that shocked. And even after that omission happened, he's still acting as if nothing is wrong and that his daughter should still, you know, strive for a man that's just like him.
1: Yeah. So indirectly, the father is the cause or the initial breakup when Adam finds out that they kind of like played a trick on him.
0: Yes. They uh, arranged a quote unquote chance meeting at the theater, which was really set up so that the parents could meet Adam because Beth knew that Adam was not quite ready for that interaction.
1: Yeah, so I will say that that scene had some over-exaggerations on both sides. Yeah, I would be, like, very upset, but I wouldn't go completely bonkers like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it should, it should be emphasized that um, Asperger's is on a spectrum, so, like, I'm definitely more of a higher-functioning person than Adam, clearly.
0: And But even in the clip reel that you had sent, a lot of film and a lot of shows... Kind of play up that I like guess that moment of of un- uncontrolled outrage mm-hmm. and un- uncontrolled anger, and there are, as you adequately say, there's various scales on, on the spectrum. But I find, for cinematic and television purposes, they always go for that. There must be the big outburst where there's just rampant destruction, or the pr- individual is is literally just broken down and kind of only shielding themselves. And I think there's there's other... There's stuff in between. It's not either or. But I find cinema always likes to play up that aspect, which I, I don't think is necessarily helpful.
1: Yeah, so we should jump off a bit and talk a bit about um, Hugh Dancy, who kind of like, in a few years later, would onto to his more well-known role on uh, Hannibal.
0: Oh, okay. Go on. I still have not seen Hannibal. I know they... It has received a lot of praise but i, I never got around to watching it so but yeah feel free to, to dive in on that
1: well what i found interesting about hugh Densey's performance on hannibal is that he actually played his character as spot on asperger's or at least he describes himself that way
0: and that was was that a choice or do you or was that written into the the script
1: I'm not sure, but I think there's like an interview clip on that clip reel that I sent you um, where he's talking about how he believes the, the character is consciously adapting the behavior of someone on the autistic spectrum, but he's chosen it rather than it actually being part of him.
0: Which is interesting, because now I, I'm curious to to see that show and see how it's portrayed in, in that show compared to his work in in Adam.
1: Well, pretty much main trait of him in um, Hannibal is that he's able to like visualize murders in his mind. And that's how he is able to try to find out who the killer is. So he's pretty much a pseudo sociopath who kind of like relates to the killers and that. OK,
0: no, no, that sounds that sounds interesting. But then again, that still plays into the the aspect of, I would say, have, having a, a superpower if you, if you yeah.
1: will. Okay. Okay. Superpower. Superpower. Let's talk about the predator.
0: The, which one? The, the recent predator? The predator.
1: Shane, Shane Black. Shane Black's the predator with uh, Jason Tremblay as this autistic kid who the predator makes his target because he's like the next evolution of humanity or something like that. Did I see that film? Was that the most recent predator? Yeah. So I'm going to point you to this YouTube video on this channel called uh, Parenting Autism why the predator 2018 is a bad representation of childhood autism.
0: Oh, okay. And so the predator targets Tremblay just because he he's he's high functioning?
1: Or like I think it's, it's, it's the autism in general. Wasn't a big fan of how Tremblay portrayed himself in the film. I don't know if it was Shane Black or or Tremblay himself. Um, but um I think it was the opening film of Midnight Madness at TIFF that year. And if I was there, I would have given black a piece of my mind
0: i don't think i've saw that predator i've seen most of them but i haven't seen the most recent one
1: oh well, i also got very angry at the tv show glee
0: uh yes so i saw it in the the clipper that you had s- sent me they is there is a, a character
1: she was introduced in the season premiere her name is sugar mata i think pretty much the first thing she says is that she has self-diagnosed asperger so she said could say pretty much anything she wants and after seeing that episode i said no more.
0: Cause I remember seeing that in the clip. That's a strange cop out to have. And then also, again, that's not what Aspergers is, right? But now on a on a show as popular as Glee, you've you've kind of perpetuated uh, a false stereotype. And there was one thing that you had in your your clip reel, which I guess I was wondering where you got it from. Like the opening of your clip reel.
1: Oh, Aspergers high.
0: Aspergers high, yeah.
1: That was a short film I saw in Funny or Die. I'm not a huge fan of that short but it pretty much it just like emphasizes pretty much every single asperger stereotype
0: yeah they they do hit a lot of the the common tropes that you you see in films and it kind of just kept going from the clip i thought okay it was going to be like a little one scene but i'm assuming the, the whole short is essentially just that uh, there's one thing I want to ask you about in regards to to Adam, and I think it has to go back to the the scene after he asked her if she was aroused, and then he starts to explain the I guess the different things like mind blindness.
1: Oh, the Albert Einstein, Thomas Jefferson.
0: The to- Albert Einstein, Thomas Jefferson.
1: That is a, that is a common thing. Is that like Asper is like a figure uh, relatively um, new, relatively speaking condition and like a lot of people have been like retroactively diagnosing famous people on the way they acted mm-hmm. like there's for, like there's for, like for some celebrities where it's confirmed they have asperger's so like i think gary newman is one the singer and uh in fact did you see the documentary from a few, few years ago i think it talks a bit about his ha- having asperger's in that
0: no i didn't see that particular one
1: i think dan Aykroyd has Asperger's. oh really interesting okay
0: because I was going to say, one of the things that I've noticed is that there, there has been a lot of documentaries about it. But I feel like the documentaries I've seen offer a lot more nuance, but then a lot of the film and TV shows tend to just hit a lot of the, the same notes and same tropes. Like Even in this film, there's a line, which I believe they used in the trailer as well, where he, he makes reference to Forrest Gump saying that yeah you know, he's he's not forrest gump ha 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 and it's like oh okay that's i get the joke but then at the same time it's like i, I kind of wish you didn't include that line there because that's the last thing i want to associate
1: with with this film now a film that i have to see but i'm curious to see is uh rain man which is the probably the most well-known autistic character in cinema <laughs> uh yes for, all the, for maybe not the right reasons.
0: <laughs> it's funny, because I haven't seen Rain Man in years, but I think that, from what I remember, I think that was one of my f- first memorable introductions into the autism spectrum. But then at the same time, the more I learned about it, the more I read up on it, again, the more I talked to my wife about it, you realize that Rain Man is not the best interpretation. But again, it is the most the most famous one.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty terrible card. playing cards.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not one that I could say, oh people should really see. I know, you know, In It's Time, it was a big Oscar-nominated film, but I don't think Rain Man's that great i don't think it holds up so i don't think you really need need to see it
1: well on the subject of oscar-nominated films uh what about extremely loud and incredibly close
0: which i still have not seen
1: the uh, main character in the film has asperger's but it's kind of in the film is like a throwaway line which included in the clip reel
0: so throughout the film then they don't really address
1: it well they they address that he's an odd kid but like i think he just they just have like the one throwaway line that he was like tested for asperger's disease wow and that's the actual quote
0: they called it asperger's disease i'm not upset for for not seeing that one i had heard terrible things about it um, i think was it tom hanks in that one as well
1: yeah tom H- he he's like the father who was killed in 9-11 so i think tom hanks is only in the film flashbacks uh,
0: okay yeah because that's one that i have not heard outside of the you know oscar talked about i have i do not hear people reference at all
1: then there's uh, the imitation game and the. Bit- Dick Cumberbatch says Alan Turing, who has played somewhat Asperger's, I think there's one scene in the film where, including the clip where Finkie, like, talks about what is uh, knowledge or something like that.
0: Yeah, but there's also, one of the things with the imitation game, and I have some issues with that film as well, but that character is very cold. For the most part, he's a very cold individual, and, you know, if we're going to talk about common tropes with portrayal of Asperger's, it's that whole, they are unfeeling individuals. Which is also not true. You know, there's there's a difference between being awkward in certain situations and not having empathy. Even in Adam, Adam has empathy.
1: Even Adam doesn't get it fully right either. So Beth has to ask him to give her a hug instead of him naturally getting the compulsion to do so.
0: Yep, that is true. But I still feel like he is, over the the course of the film, I think he still shows uh, more emotion than I think you, you get in a lot of films. I think the more time they spend together, the more you kind of generally get that. He's concerned for her. He does have genuine romantic feelings for her.
1: Well, Adam is definitely the better indie romance about Asperger's, unlike, say, Mozart and the Whale.
0: Which is a film that I have not seen. Like It was funny, because I was looking at your, your clip reel... And I honestly didn't even remember that that Josh Harnett, Raja Mitchell film came out.
1: I didn't really know about it until I saw it. That In that case, both of them have Asperger's. One is a little more higher functioning than the other.
0: You say Adam's a better film romantically. So what, what does that film get wrong?
1: It's more Josh Hartnett who's kind of like overreacts a lot. It's in, it's in the trailer and the, for you that he tells Ryan mitchell you're taking over my life when she cleans up his house it, it's, it's not a bad film but it's not a great film either
0: if it, when you're ranking it it's not up there with adam or
1: Marion max go see Marion
0: max. max which i i think is one of the i mean it's it's a darker film
1: oh no, it's, it's it's much darker for me
0: i think it's also a really well done film
1: well i'm an oscar-winning filmmaker
0: that's right and i believe we did one of his shorts on an earlier episode Harvey Crumpet? That's the one, that's the one you wanted to ask No, it wasn't Harvey Crumpet. It was another one about. Was it Harvey Crumpet? No, I think it was, it was another one about. Oh, it was about like his sibling learning that his sibling had uh, Asperger's. Okay, I'll have to go through our previous episodes, but we did we did a short from from that same filmmaker. I'm trying to think of there was something else I was gonna bring up in Adam. Oh, what did you think of of Harlan?
1: I'm not so sure. Harlan was like a friend of Adam's father's, and I think became like a I guess like a surrogate father after Adam's father died. Kind of. Mm-hmm. I think Harlan is the main support center for Adam.
0: Yeah, and and I, and I like that relationship. Harlan. As you said, it's kind of like the surrogate dad who kind of helps him through the the tough stuff. But then also teach him like he's you know just one of the regular pals. Like yes, I was your dad's close friend. We can still have a a healthy bond as well. They have their little guy chat on the on the bench. You know he's the one that kind of reminds Adam that sometimes relationships go a little astray and best try to make it work or at least don't leave things left unsaid you know so i i liked his role throughout and you know i I like that he treats adam like a a normal human being
1: no that is uh, one thing i have yet to experience is how i cope with the loss of my parents
0: yes i I think that's something that uh, and again i haven't had to experience yet either but i don't think that's something that we ever really get prepared
1: for just like that opening scene where he comes home and sadly crosses off dad's chores on the fridge
0: and i was watching um on the dvd they had a, a deleted scene at the the burial site where the gravediggers are putting the stones on the casket and it shows Adam focusing on the guy's untied shoes and Mm -hmm. I I don't know I was kind of glad they left it off because even though that might have been you know showing he's got obsessive tendencies over certain things I felt like it would have taken away from the the kind of gut punch of that scene and just the somber saying farewell
1: that's One thing, I'm not sure about uh, Adam Silver's funeral where Adam was just standing there with no emotion at all. My grandfather died last summer, and I did not stop crying the entire funeral.
0: Yeah, but I think when it comes to grief, the only thing I'll say is I find people react different. So there are some that get very emotional, will cry. And then there's, I have been to funerals where certain family members have just been kind of stone cold, even though they were torn up inside. And part of it could have been that they were crying so much leading up to the funeral that, there was no tears left but i don't know i was i was willing to let that go but i do see your your point about like subtly putting in the adam being cold to to emotions
1: Yeah, and also something that I'm not a huge fan of in um, depictions of Asperger's, and more specifically autism in film, is the uh, behavior of stimming. Okay, explain. So stimming is when someone who's autistic would move their hands up to their face and, like, make noises and Uh, stuff. Oh, okay. Trying to, like, shut out the external world. And I think there's at least one moment where that happens in Adam, when he has, like, high anxiety.
0: Yes, yes, at the lawyer's office, when the lawyer tells him that he doesn't have enough money to, to keep the house that his father lived in unless they, they sell the house. And he doesn't want to move and the whole confrontation of him getting the job. Yeah, and that, and that's a scene where Harlan has to kind of step in and be the, the mediator in terms of calming Adam down while still letting the lawyer know that, give Adam time to process all of this information. But yeah, I think that's the only time we r- really see it do we see it when they have the big blow up uh, adam and beth i don't recall
1: no i think just adam knocks down furniture and stuff so he really loses it and he goes stupid adam stupid adam fooled ya like that like what's what's, what's
0: yeah there, there are those those moments where the hollywoodisms creep in and you go like huh all right
1: one thing I definitely have to say is that I've yet to see a depiction of Asperger's in film that depicts the person as, like, a relatively well-rounded human being who maybe occasionally has the odd anxiety attack, but, like, is still a functioning member of society. <laughs> like me. I think this
0: film tries to a certain point, but as you point out, there's there's a, a lot further it could go.
1: Definitely the bittersweet ending of the film where Tom has broken up with Beth, but you could see that he has definitely improved as a human being. And is able to like manage for himself.
0: Yeah, he's got a job that he's again good at, and and you even get the subtle hint that there's a potential new love in his life with yep. the coworker who's hanging around with the boxes. And even when he's on the bench and he gets best book, some of his colleagues pass by and say, "Well, we see you at such and such later." So clearly, he's being more social.
1: So, um, what do you think of the um, narration at the start of the film that um compares? where beth is like comparing the story to the little prince at first i thought
0: okay this is going to be interesting because i thought they were going to tie it in a lot more especially with the whole he's big into space and she thought she was the prince but she was really the pilot and then i felt like it gets dropped i you had just mentioned i completely forgot that opening aspect of the film.
1: I just noticed that for the first time on this
0: um, second. Maybe there was a few deleted drafts or some more deleted scenes where they were gonna delve into it more. But I personally felt that it it didn't quite go anywhere. What did you What did you think of this?
1: Well, to, uh, the, to tell the truth, I'm not really familiar with the story of the Little Prince.
0: The Little Prince is an interesting story. There was a recent documentary that Charles Officer did about it and talking about how that story and book has been like translated all over the world
1: but then there's the film adaptation a few years ago that kind of like got buried and then kind of like got a second life on netflix or something oh yeah the
0: animated one yeah
1: i i thought that was
0: actually well done but again i think i partly because i think it was just a netflix production and the, the type of competition was on it didn't really get a lot of notice but yeah there there are some similarities and i don't feel like this film ties into that story well
1: another thing that just kind of in my mind is that I have to emphasize. Im- 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 I can cook. I don't have rolls of macaroni and cheese in my freezer.
0: <laughs> that and, and that was kind of interesting because at one point they go out to dinner.
1: She gets takeout from the restaurant and it's like, oh no not Penny Alfredo. And he says, it's macaroni and
0: cheese. That whole aspect of you can't eat the same freezer food every day. You know, you got to try something different. And it's like, oh, but you just... You literally just took them out to a restaurant. It wasn't even like you cooked at home.
1: I have routines when it comes to cooking. So, like, I usually always have just toast in the morning or eggs on the weekend or stuff like that. But I can get, like, creative in the kitchen.
0: And And there's nothing wrong with having routines. Like, most of us have kind of set things that we have for lunch or dinner. It's I didn't find it as, as odd. Beth sometimes comes off as being more creative than Adam, but Adam's interests are a lot more vast. He's got knowledge of space and what have you, but when they go to the theater, he's got an in-depth knowledge of not just the building, but of productions and stuff you know so clearly he's interested in other things outside of space
1: that's me like <laughs> randomly i just talk to strangers about random movie trivia <laughs>
0: yes but even even you as a as a cinephile who watches a lot of movies you still have other interests
1: oh yeah like uh, karaoke professional wrestling like yeah actually i I try to stay away from politics as much as possible even though um, i do not hide the fact that i'm a liberal supporter mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> even if you're not up for talking politics especially in this environment where everyone's just in their own set camps you still are able to converse about it know what's going on what have you right whereas as we've said You know, in in a lot of these films, the individual is only obsessive about one particular thing.
1: Yeah, it's usually one particular thing in these
0: movies. Was there anything else in this film? That caught your eye that you wanted to to bring up.
1: When he's um, looking for work and he makes eighty-seven job applications and letters of inquiry, I can relate to that. I've managed to find like some part-time work, so I'm a little better financially than I was a decade ago. But like, I can relate to like applying to pretty much every job I come across.
0: Yeah. So then, did that make the whole add an like an extra layer for you for the the whole interview prep?
1: Oh yeah, I hate. That I was never good at job interviews, and it's probably why I was unemployed for so long.
0: So over. Overall, would you would you recommend Adam having seen it now again for a, a second time?
1: Oh yeah, I recommend Adam as like indie romance that deals with Aspergers. I
0: would agree. I, I liked it again better than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, there's definitely better movies that focus on Aspergers, some unintentionally so. Can't uh, finish this podcast without shouting out Tower by um, local Toronto filmmaker um, uh, Kazakh Red Wonsky. and um, we actually became friends over Tower because he was quite intrigued by my reading of the film that it was about a guy with Asperger's.
0: make that a note of that film to check out because i've seen um a few of kazakh's other films and is there anything else I you know we mentioned tower we mentioned mary and max
1: well there's the fx series the bridge which i haven't seen but um diane kruger plays the character of Asperger's on that show and uh, they actually had Alex Plank, who uh, runs the Asperger support website WrongPlanet.net, to be a consultant on that show.
0: Oh, okay. They at least are, are reaching out, which is which is good. Well, listeners, you have a couple of recommendations to to catch up with, along with Adam. Uh, Sean where
1: can listeners find you I write uh, fairly regularly on um, skonmovies.com I'm very active on the social medias uh, Twitter well it's usually skonmovies wherever it is I do uh, filmmaking for at uh, Sean Kelly Productions I think uh, skellyproductions.ca is probably the best place to go for that and I'm making a uh, documentary on my experience of Asperger's called Asperging Oblivion and this podcast recording session may or may not be in the film because I've been filming this entire time. So we'll see what happens.
0: Oh, well, that's all right. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Listeners, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me on Twitter at SmallMind or you can reach the show Changing Reels AC on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Remember, you can change the conversations on diversity and representation in cinema one reel at a time.